Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, no joke. I wrote this down while she was talking. It's true, I wasn't listening. Because I, was, I felt like the Lord was telling me something. And I wrote down, do not isolate. Go with us. Don't let fear keep you away. Life's too hard. Isolate it. And then while I was writing that, she was talking about core partners. And, and then I, I had this thought earlier, Brian, when all the words were coming forth, I had this, wor- this thought that uh, life is so hard, isolated, and we're, we're just inviting you. We don't have any crazy rules. You know, you want to be part of the church, or if you become a, quote, church member, then, you know, we need your bank account. We're going to make you do stuff. It's not true. Not true here. But I really feel this is the Lord. Do not isolate yourself. And yes, maybe maybe you're new here and we're new to you. But man, do not let fear keep you from taking this journey with other people. We need one another in the culture we're living in. Amen. And uh, it's full of isolation. I know there's social media and all that, but you guys know that that's kind of had the opposite effect. And uh, it connects us on, on one level, but relationally it's really not the same. And so just felt led to say that. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Go with us. And we're not crazy. I mean, we, we really love Jesus. I, we love Him. We're not religious. We don't... That's what I'm saying. We're not going to give you a bunch of rules. The law is shallow compared to life by the law of the Spirit. Because you will not only... Not just, well, I can't steal from my neighbor. You'll feed him. Jesus will empower you and put stuff in your hands to throw a July 4th party for the whole town and give it all away for free. Because we don't worry about money. We don't. Our Father owns cattle on a thousand hills. We don't worry about money. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. And I know it's His heart to advance His kingdom. And maybe you're watching online today like Brother Jerry... But I would just say to you, don't, don't isolate. Let's go together. We are going somewhere. This isn't, it's not about, man, how did church become the end all? I mean, going to church, that's not what he's after. If you think Jesus died so you go to church once a week, you, you missed it. He died so he could come live intimately in you, love on you, tell you who you really are, what you were really made for, which is him. Does that make sense, Brian? Am I making sense? Brian and Gretchen, you know, do the core partners class. And when did you say that was again? July. July. Okay. We got time if it's July. So, <laughs> sign up now. Uh, man, and then I'm sitting there and the Lord reminded me of Romans 12. There's diversities of gifts, but one in the same spirit who administrates them all. And I had the thought, you know, just pop into my head because I've got two or three other prophetic words that were handed to me during greeting time. <laughs> well, Brother Steve, don't you... What, what about your time? Listen, there's diversities of gifts. And, and I'm not here to train people to hear a message. We're all here to equip you to hear His voice, fall in love with Him, and live every day of your life with Him. Because if he, if he calls you to Germany or he calls you to Nebraska next week, I'm not, I'm not going with you. <laughs> Amen. But one greater than I lives inside you. I mean, anything that makes me good 
or that you, you, you admire about me, it's Him. You can know Him. And that's, that's what we care about. So listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. Where's Mary Bell? Mary Bell, you had one of the words, Christy. Listen to this. You know, Marcus, the hand-in-hand thing. So Robin, right here on the second row, she doesn't say much, but man, she hears his voice and writes it down. I appreciate that about her. But listen to this. This was a few weeks ago. I saw a lion jumping from person to person. Uh, here, here. Jumping from person to person, starting a chain reaction where each person glowed brighter and brighter until there was a bursting forth of flames and a loud roar of victory was heard. Is that not the same exact word? So it kind of goes what we're talking about, just linking arms. And that's what I was saying. Uh, Isabel had seen people confused at the end of the line. And they were looking for some place to latch on to. And so clearly the Lord's preaching this morning about living as light and salt and, and just having an inviting spirit. Man, I tell you, Don Wheeler... He said something that just rocked my world this week in an elder meeting. Or it was last week. But he said, you know, we talked a little bit about the world and everybody wants to fuss and fight about their positions and you got politics and all that. He said, how about we let the reality of God's presence that's in us do the talking? Amen. That's a great word. You want to live as light and salt. I mean, words are important, but you know what's more important? That people, when they see you, they know you've been with Jesus. They know that the presence of God is in and through your life. You know who had that, who captured that? Jesus Christ. You say, oh, that was Jesus. Uh, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Romans eight eleven, lives on the inside of you. And boy, I just, Brother Don, I've started making that a prayer of mine Lord, I want the reality of God's presence that's in and upon Steve Eden to do most of my talking. And man, we can, we can have it because we have Him. We have the Holy Spirit. And then uh, I had another word. Uh, <laughs> Gretchen texted from Florida, Courage happens in community, not in isolation. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> Courage happens... In community. Did you hear that when we were praying, when I had us join hands? Boy, isn't that interesting? All the, as I look back, we were hand in hand praying courage, praying strength. We were undergirding one another in prayer. You remember that? Well, there is power in agreement. And then Marcus Jewell, he was getting Psalm 100, uh, lift up a great shout of joy. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way to His presence. Come before His presence was singing. That means don't wait till you're in His presence to sing. Come before <laughs> His presence singing. I love that. Sing your way to His presence with joy. Realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God, for He's our Creator, and we belong to Him. We're the people of His, of His pasture and His pleasure. You can pass through His open gates with the password of praise. Amen. I like that. Come right into His presence. This is the Passion, by the way, translation. You can uh, come right into His presence with thanksgiving. Bring your thank offering to Him and affectionately bless His beautiful name. Is that my phone? Oh, no, this is my phone.
Look, I'm, I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost, okay? I, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> Brian said he's been there, so amen. Uh, so, you know, just, just staying in this vein this morning, I do think he's talking to us about community. I think he's talking to us about loving each other well. That needs to be intentional. You're not going to wake up every day and be like, well, I can't wait to love my brothers and sisters in, the, in Christ. But we can choose Him beyond what your feelings are. Feelings are not the real reality. Emotions are real, but they're not reliable for truth. I was sharing with a, a guy just this week. I said, we don't, we don't derive truth uh, from our emotions. Thank God. Uh, we, we, if you want to get truth, you got to get truth from, from the Lord. So anyway, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, here's your eat the word. Ask for this week, Romans 8, 5, and 6. It's really powerful. The word flesh is in there, which is sarx, S-A-R-X. And listen to what it means. It means that any place left untouched by the Spirit. Remember, it goes with the Holy Spirit's the finger of God. And that sarks is anything we're doing on our own, for our own effort. Uh, let's go to John 16, 7. I'm not going to keep you long, but we can dig into the Word a little bit. John 16, 7, Jesus said, I tell you nothing but the truth when I tell you it's profitable and expedient. It's, it's to your advantage that I leave. Because if I don't leave, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor strengthener, standby. We could go on and on. That's the amplified, but uh, agent of new birth, agent of empowerment. The church was birthed by the Holy Spirit. I love that. I mean, pay attention to that. The church did not end in the Holy Ghost. The church began in the Holy Ghost. Uh, And so if I don't leave, the Holy Spirit won't come to you and be close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I'll send Him to you to be in close fellowship. Why why is it better that the Holy Spirit leave? Why would Je- sorry, why is it better that Jesus would say that? I really am drunk today. Why is it better that Jesus would say, the Holy Spirit it's it's better that I leave so he can come? Because in is better than with. The disciples proved it. They went from in the gospels basically half souls doing everything about half right about half the time. Sometimes they're jockeying for position. Who's going to be the greatest? And they went from that group to, wow, they came out of the upper room and turned the world upside down. 3,000 people got saved and 5,000 people got saved. And I mean, everything shifted because why? In is better than with. And so... uh when he was living in them and they were fully surrendered to him, they were a lot different. I mean, Peter went from denying he knew Jesus to a little servant girl. He denied he knew Jesus three times to preaching there uh, early on in the book of Acts. Secondly, Jesus had to leave. Uh, Jesus had to go away. He had to die, first of all, and had to leave. But why is it better that he go away because the goal was never remission of sin. Boy, hear me. Right. The goal was restoring internal relationship with the living God. So the cross and the shed blood was merely a a means to an end. 
Don't take the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and never take the whole reason He did it all. And that's the Holy Spirit living inside of you intimately and triumphantly. Does that make sense to you? That's why it's better that He had to leave. So isn't it interesting? We have been spending the last few weeks, three or four weeks, and then Kyle was in there as well, just on getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. We want to get to know Him. So Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. Jesus came delivering the Holy Spirit to us. And and we should celebrate the cross, but please remember the cross was the means to getting the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, that the same Spirit that was in Him, the Son of God, could be multiplied in multiple sons and daughters of God. Make sense to you? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, As it's written, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. And boy, the Lord arrested me, Scott, this week. I, I was just, I've been kind of putting it up there, and I'll comment a little move on. He said, Steve, there's a ton in this. You need to stop. Don't just read through this. So verse 9, here's what he said. The Holy Spirit tells you what God has prepared for you. And it hit me. You mean I don't have to make my own plans? I don't have to, you know, do the American dream and be like, well, okay, I'm going to finish high school. Then I think I'll go to college. I'll get myself a degree. And then I'm going to go work in the accounting industry for my whole life. Yeah, you don't have to make your own plan. He has stuff prepared for you. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, enter the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Look at the next verse. But God's told, told all of us through His Spirit all those things. So can we come out of just the human reasoning default that it's all up to us to come up with a plan? He has plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Behold, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you, right? Prosper you. Give you a future and a hope. Boy, this takes the pressure off. Now I'm coming, instead of coming up with a 65-point plan for the next 65 years, I can ask the Holy Spirit what the plan is. What do you have prepared for me to walk in? Ephesians 2.10 You are His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus for good works that God has prepared for you beforehand that you can walk in them. And boy, He convicted me. Why do you make your own plans instead of asking me? Why have you not understood that I've prepared things for you that I want to reveal to you by my Spirit? It's simply not as easy as, oh, okay, well, I was offered that job. Well, it's more money. That must be God. No, you should ask Him. Well, the boss says he wants me to move to Minneapolis. Well, how about you ask the real boss? That's what Lord means, boss, chief in charge. So anyway, that was basically verse 9. He's just telling me, listen, stop defaulting to just coming up with your own plans. That's not your responsibility. And I'm not talking about what socks am I going to wear today. All right? Verse 10, he says, he searches, for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. He tells you the deep things of God. I don't know about you, but I get tired of being a shallow Christian. I don't want to be surface level. I want to go deep. Well, then go deep with the Holy Ghost. Get to know Him. Welcome Him into your Scripture reading. Welcome Him into your prayer time. Invite Him to teach you. He's the teacher. 
Get to know Him. Don't be afraid of Him. Don't be like, well, okay, this is as far as I'm willing to go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're not the boss. He is. So how about you go as deep as He wants you to go? Ezekiel 47 is a beautiful picture. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, or over the head, all the way into the the river. How many of you know the river? Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Scripture interprets Scripture. This He spoke, speaking of the Spirit. It's an analogy of people who are like, hmm. Well, okay, I'll be out here, but as long as I'm ankle deep, guess what? I don't have to move if I don't want to. But if I'm knee deep, guess what? Well, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. And when I'm waist deep, well, it's a little risky. But for the most part, I think I can stand. Touch your neighbor and say, just get all the way in. Touch him again. Say, go deep. (laughs) We need to put that on the sign. Where's Ron? (laughs) Go deep. (laughs) Exclamation point. Ephesians 3.8, Paul calls the riches of Christ unsearchable. The unsearchable riches of Christ. He did not say unknowable. He said unsearchable. Which basically simply means man's reasoning can't fathom it. And he says it three different times in uh, Ephesians. Paul does. Christy read one of them to you in Ephesians 3 about that it surpasses human understanding. The love of God that surpasses all human knowledge. That's what he's saying. You're not going to know the deep things of the Spirit of God just by using your brain. Get to know the Holy Spirit and let Him begin to teach you. And man, let the reality, He is the presence of God in this dimension. Let the reality that God's presence is in you and with you, man, let that be your calling card. I know words are important. Sharing your faith is important. But what's more important is people can see Christ is in you. You're different. Amen. And then I think we got time for one more. Verse 11, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man who's in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. He helps you to know God and the things of God. Marry this with John fourteen twenty, where Jesus said, In that day that I come back to you in the Holy Spirit. Remember he said in verse 18, I won't leave you fatherless. I'll come to you. Talking about the Holy Spirit, but then he shifts and says, I'm going to come to you. And in that day, verse 20, John 14, in that day I come back to you, you'll know that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and I'm inside you. You'll know it, gnosko. You'll experientially, you'll be able to experience the presence of God that He's with you. And he goes on in verse 23 and he says, not only that, the Father and I will come make our abode with you. We have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Our lives ought to reflect that. That is something that should not go largely unnoticed in your life. And I'm sorry to tell you that, but I love you. The fact that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all have taken up residence, they've made their home in you. You are the dwelling place of God. 1 Corinthians 6. I mean, there's several scriptures I could quote to you about you're the temple of the living God, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But the fact all three of them live within you intimately now, that should not go largely unnoticed. Amen. And so what are we going to do? Well, let's get to know them. 
Let's get to know Him. The Holy Spirit is here to help you know God and help you know the things of God. As I've mentioned before, this book right here is a thing of God. It was Holy Spirit breathed. So when you get into it, please don't use human intellect to decipher it. Invite the author, the Holy Spirit, to teach you what he's saying. Amen? And then in John 17, he goes on, Jesus says, Eternal life is knowing God. One of the first fruits of you knowing the Holy Spirit, you're knowing God. He's revealing Christ to you. You're, you're interacting with them, getting to know them. And I love it because Jesus says, you know, in John 17, let them be one, right? I and you, Father, and you and me, that they may be one in us and that we would dwell together in unity. So what am I saying there? I'm saying that let this reality not just be true about you but about the one sitting next to you. This reality that we, he, he said that they would be one. Which goes back to a lot of these words this morning that we're connected interdependently unto Christ. Scott, you can go ahead. You guys go ahead and come. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Stephen, you can come. But because of the Holy Spirit... We know what God is doing, and we know why He's doing it. Amen? Amen. You can know. You've got a schoolhouse on the inside of you. You're in school 24 hours a day. Well, why aren't I learning more? Because you're not asking Him. He's, he's the teacher. So you've got a schoolhouse. 24 hours a day, you've got access. Did you know if you woke up at 2 a.m. puzzled about something, you could ask Him? What does this mean? Can you explain it to me? And listen to this. I love this. We were in an elder meeting this week. And we were just celebrating and thanking God for what He's doing in the church. And one of the guys said, When we see the fruit of the Spirit among us, love and joy and peace, we know that we really do have the mind of the Spirit. That we really are as a church walking by the Spirit. Churches that experience division and fussing and fighting and all that are allowing the flesh to dictate what's going on. But when we have the fruit of the Spirit towards one another, in seeing one another, and we're bearing fruit, because it's not just that, you know, Brian's union with Christ produces love, joy, and peace and patience. Brian's union with Christ produces love towards me, love towards Ruth. So we have love in seeing each other. We have joy in seeing one another. We have peace in seeing one another. And when we're starting to see those things, we know that we're spiritually minded. We're Christ-minded as a church. Let's don't ever leave it. Amen? Let's don't ever leave it. You know, I don't see Laura this morning, but I was telling Ron Bridges this week. Uh, you guys know Will Shepherd. Is Will here this morning? Okay. So Will Shepherd, he came up and prayed the house down last week. <laughs> okay. So Will came up this week, and uh, when he was leaving the office, Laura grabbed him and said, hey, can I talk to you? She said, I just want you to know the prayer you prayed on Sunday, that was so rich. That was so powerful. Ron was in my office and I could hear him. I said, Ron, I love this church because we, we really do have love for one another. We really do have joy in encouraging each other. We're not here to compete. We complete each other. And we want, we desire growth in one another's relationship with Christ. That other stuff is foolishness. 
And I don't know how much time we have. I really don't. You know, I don't talk a lot about the second coming of Christ because I'm really given to the gospel of his first coming. But that doesn't mean he's not coming again. And I I don't know how much time we have, but let's be fervent. Let's be diligent. Let's be purposeful. You men, I mentioned it earlier. Men, take care. Take, what's the word? Take the environment of your home and lead the way that, hey, we're going to have the strength of Christ in this house. We're going to have the encouragement of Christ in this house. I'm going to wash my wife and kids in the Word of God. I'm going to say what God says about them. Amen? And ladies, you can do it too. You're a priest in the kingdom of God. You can set in your heart and mind. You know what? I'm totally with this. I want Christ owning the atmosphere of our home. Will you stand with me? Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here this morning. You say, Brother Steve, I tell you, I do sense the Holy Spirit. I sense the presence of Christ Himself. And I want to know Him. I want to know Him. I I think maybe I'm saved. Maybe I've prayed that prayer before. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to be sure first of all. But I know this. I want to know Him. I want to know Him. Would you... Would you pray for me this morning? Would you help me on my journey to knowing Christ through the Holy Spirit? If that's you, would you slip your hand up so we can, so we can pray for you, so we can help you on this journey? Anyone? Anyone? I'm just not sure if I am born again, but I want to know Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Gather church, we just open your hands just like this with me. This is just an international sign of surrender right here. Father, we open our hands and our heart to you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've written in our hearts today. It is the finger of the Holy Spirit that wrote on stone tablets all those thousands of years ago with Moses. But it is the finger of the Spirit, the very finger of God, that writes on our hearts and minds now every day every day and these tablets (laughs) can't be destroyed they cannot be broken and for that we're grateful I do pray Lord you continue to lead us and guide us towards loving you and loving each other well and that all throughout this week Lord until we gather again that we purpose to get to know the Holy Spirit and that we would be an intentional Lord about loving each other well loving our neighbors you know we prayed for the lost today Holy Spirit remind us give us witty ideas on how we can let Christ be seen through us we ask it in Jesus name everybody says